This time I'm going to hit record. <laughs> the first go round I didn't hit record. Okay, so decided is this 80s or no? Is it? I don't know. I'm I think seeing bell be. bottoms. It could be 70s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Late 70s. Well, hello, Stephanie. Hey. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? So, Miss Stephanie White in the studio. First time. How's everything going? Good. Busy. Yeah. Well, let's tell everybody about you and what are you busy doing? What do you even do? <laughs> that is the question. Who are you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, You want work-related answers? You want personal answers? Yeah, all that. Oh, wow. How long do we have? (laughs) Well, we're going to cut this one to probably five or ten minutes, I think. (laughs) Sweet. So, in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, On a personal level, um, I'm a mom to two boys. Um, Mom to two boys. How old? Yeah. 24 and 13. 24 and 13. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Um, So, the 24-year-old's out and about doing his own thing. Mm Mm-hmm. 13-year-old being a teenager. Yep, he's in eighth grade this year. Okay, what school? Uh, Seven Springs. Okay, Seven Springs. Plays football. Nice. Maybe uh, my son and you guys all play together. Colton's eighth grade. He's playing football, too. Is he at Seven Springs? He's at River Ridge. (gasps) We play you guys, I think. What, our second? I don't know. I just did the schedule the other day. Yeah. Well, then we'll uh, be on opposite sides Yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enemy deserves no mercy. <laughs> kind of like being <laughs> in the office. Yelling at each other. Do we do that? But on the same team. But we yell at each other and then we laugh. <laughs> well, you got your drink. I'll get my drink. <laughs> I need a drink. You're ahead of me. Catch up. So, um, so where are you from originally? I was born... Where we go? Are we going back that far? Really? Are we going there? Yeah, you were born at some point. At some point. Where was that? I'm not going to ask you when that was, <laughs> but I'll ask you where that was. <laughs> I was born in St. Louis, and then we moved to Houston for about four years or so, and then up to Illinois, and that's pretty much where I grew up. Okay, um, so you kind of like went around to the good barbecue places. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, don't ask me what they were. I don't remember. I don't remember. And half of them probably weren't there back then. That was a long time ago. <laughs> well, St. Louis has been pretty much a, a, a barbecue mecca forever. You know, so I'm sure there was good barbecue there when, when you were little. I mean, I'm sure there was. You don't remember was. how good the barbecue, how old were you when you I left was there? like about a year or two, about a year old. You don't remember when you were a year or two old? I mean, it was a little traumatic, so I think I kind of blocked it out. Or people just don't remember when they're one. Or that. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. It's the first <laughs> one. Um, all right. So what um, What all did you do in Illinois? What did you do for fun? <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Um, well, I kind of grew up in a really small town. Like how small? Like 15,000 people. Light. No, we have more than that. Oh, so, yeah, it's not that small. That's a big town. You have a hard red and green light? Yeah. We had a few of them. Yeah, that's big. Big time. That's a big city. (laughs) I mean, compared to some of the other little towns, yeah. Some towns don't even have a light. That is true. If you got a blinking one, it's a pretty small town. And then once you start getting like, you have to stop. (laughs) And let some other people go. Then you know your town's getting big. And one thing that I've learned from living in Florida for so long. (laughs) People don't stop. Okay, well that... But when I go back home to visit, the yellow lights up there are not like the yellow lights down here. Like, when that light turns yellow, it might as well just turn red, like, right away. Oh. So. So they have a, they've got a quick yellow. Mm-hmm. Let's go through some brakes up there, slamming on the brakes. Yeah, and how does that work during the winter when there's, like, snow and ice all over the road? Yeah, I mean, sounds dangerous. Although I'd rather drive in the snow up there than the rain down here, honestly. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't driven in the snow much. I really 
only just started seeing snow pretty recent. Up until I was like, I don't know, probably 38, I think, or somewhere in there is the first time I saw snow. What? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Florida boy. That's crazy. Good old Newport Richie. We don't get a whole <laughs> lot of snow here. <laughs> no. In fact, actually, <laughs> we did have one little tiny flurry when I was like 10 or 11. And it was just enough where I could, I scraped up uh, um, enough to make like a little tiny snowball. It was so small. Um, but I was like, oh man, I got a duck clump up and I made a little snowball. I stuck it in the freezer, waited for my dad to come home and I freaking chucked it at him and nailed it <laughs> and it bounced off his chest. And he was like, ow, God dang it, that freaking hurt. And it was frozen solid chunk of ice by then. It wasn't even, it wasn't a snowball. <laughs> I remember doing that when we lived in Houston. <clears throat> there were only a couple times while we lived there that it had flurried like that, and you go out and scrape it off the cars just enough to make, like, a little snowball. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Um, we So we went to um, – I, so I was in Kansas City on a hunting trip, and it started snowing, and I was freaking out. Like, holy <laughs> shit, this is wild. Look at it. It's There's snow. It's on everything. We're driving – I'm like, it's on the fence, it's on the pole, it's on that. Look at all the snow. There's snow, like, on everything, and it was, like, really pretty looking. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is um, this is crazy. And the guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's snow. It's going to – you're not going to like it soon. You're going to – this is going to wear off. And you're going to be like, eh, it's just snow. I'm like, shut up, dude. This is exactly what you do. I'm doing exactly what you do when you come to Florida and see a dolphin for the first time. You're like, oh, it's a dolphin. Oh, my God, look at that dolphin. It's so cool. Or an alligator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when they That's see so alligators, true. they're, like, kind of weirded out and, like, freaked out. Like, oh, my God, we got to get out of here. There's an alligator. I'm like, listen, it's not going to run out of the pond and come chase you down. You're sitting in a car. Like, chill out. And then, yeah. So the same guy, he does come down here to fish. And he did the same thing with the dolphins. (laughs) Oh, my God, can we get closer? Can we get a picture? I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. (laughs) That's funny. So, um, Illinois, how old were you when you got to Illinois? Five. Five. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Because it was during one of the worst snowstorms in history. Mm. And You didn't turn right around and go, maybe Florida. No. No. Hmm. That's silly. I would do that. I would be like, well, then you come down to Florida and there's a hurricane and you go, eh, well, yeah. maybe somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe this, anywhere you go, there's going to be something. I mean, my dad was from Canada and we would go to Canada all the time. So, I mean, we were kind of used to the snow. Canada, eh? Yeah. Well, how about that? Does yeah. he uh, like speak French and stuff? No, they were no. from the English side. My wife's got some uh, French Canadian on her side, and they were didn't speak a whole lot of English. They were like like great grandparents and Mm -hmm. stuff. So see, that's why she and I get along so well. Oh yeah, kindred spirits. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I get along with her too. That's weird. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we have a fun relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. You should see us at home. Like we literally probably could have cameras on us and like have a sitcom going. That's hilarious. We just do and say the like wild, fun stuff. Like we're just always goofing around. It I feel like we're like uh, like home improvement, like that <laughs> show. Like we got the little yeah. zingers and the, we got the kids and uh, yeah. just always something going on. That's <laughs> and we're That's always having fun laughing. That's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah, we laugh a lot. Yeah, so. Um, you go to school, and what? how long are you in Illinois? I was actually in Illinois until I moved down to Florida in 2001. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do the math on that, so I'm, I'm trying time. to figure out how old you are. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, so what did you do in Illinois, like, after high school? Or what did you do in high school? Were you, like, Miss Popular and prom queen and all that stuff? No, um, I played volleyball. I was cheerleader. Okay. Um, yeah, just kind of did my thing. I was like, I wasn't in like one particular group. I kind of got along with just about everybody. Yeah. 
So. I think that's what everybody says. I mean. <laughs> I was the same way. But then I talked to some people and they're like, yeah, you never talked to me in high school. I was like, oh, I thought I talked to everybody. Yeah. And then some people were like, you were kind of a dick to me in high school. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think I was a dick to anybody. <laughs> I mean, girls, they still though. say that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they still say that. Yeah. Now they're like, I'm so glad you never talked to me. <laughs> it was a blessing in disguise. That guy's such a jerk off. <laughs> uh, um, so you played sports. Mm-hmm. Did you do track? No. No, so volleyball and cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Um, what was like growing up like a bunch of brothers and sisters or just you? I have one brother. One brother. Yeah. Older? Three years older. Mm-hmm. So you got a protective brother. I mean. Was he protective? I mean, I don't. I, we didn't. I'm sure he would have been, but I can't ever think of any kind of circumstances that we were in mm. where he needed to be. Because we went to public school through, well, through fourth. I went through fourth grade and whatever grade he was in at the time. And then we ended up. My mom switches to a private school, and he actually graduated from there. But, like, my sophomore year, I switched back over to public school. So he was already gone by the time I went back to the public mm-hmm. high school. Got thrown back into the wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was worth worse, public school or private school? Like, as far as, like, I've heard, like, private school, the kids are even crazier, or they're they're wanting to – step out of bounds basically or they mm-hmm. act out more because like they're more restricted so they're more likely to want to be free and crazy our private school was super small like our you know one particular grade might only have like six students so it was really tiny um there's really no difference between the students that go to a private school or a public school and i think especially because we were so small mm-hmm. you didn't really get a lot of um like what you're describing, Discipline, you don't see pushback. it. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, you had some crazy people in the private school. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Well, I mean, but yeah, you kind of see it here. There's definitely uh, some crazy kids in the public school. Mm-hmm. I mean, my wife when she was a she was um, in middle school, the kids were one like kicked the pregnant woman. The teacher's pregnant, right? They get in an argument or whatever, and the kid kicks her in the stomach. Wow. There's another kid. They um, they got killed in a drive-by. Um, it was like a drug deal thing gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And the freaking principal, listen to this genius, um, he said, oh, you know, um, so-and-so, you know, because he died, um, we're going to have everybody in school. He always – he loved red. He wore those red bandanas and had the red – scarfs and stuff you know that was his favorite color was red so we're gonna get everybody in the school to wear red i'm like those are his freaking colors what are you what are the what are the crips gonna do they're gonna be pissed off and they're gonna you're causing a freaking war oh my god what the heck is wrong with you (laughs) but that stuff goes on around here yeah i don't really realize it but it does Mm mm-hmm so your kids, well, one's out of school, mm-hmm. but you got one in school. How's that going for him? He He's doing, doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No trouble. No. That's good. Well, he plays sports, so mm-hmm. I always, you know, I played a bunch of sports, so I felt like that always kept you grounded. Mm-hmm. You know, you relieve some stress and you get to go out and burn off some energy that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Just staying active is helpful. And then coaches, you know, telling them that, you know, you got to keep your grades up. You got to stay in line. You can't be screwing up or you don't mm-hmm. get to play. You know, that kind of stuff I it, think is mm-hmm. uh, is healthy for kids. Well, no, he was, the coach was even saying at the parent meeting recently, he's, he was talking to the boys. He's like, you know, whether it's fair or not, you kind of have a mark on your back because you are on the football team, you are playing sports, and you do have the teachers who are going to be, once they learn who you are and know that you're, you know, playing football, they're going to be watching you. And, you know, one little thing you might not be able to get away with just because you are an athlete. So For sure. 
yeah, we weren't allowed to get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you represent the whole team. One yeah. person can give the whole team a black eye. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, our coaches took that real serious, and um, you know, it was good. It's it helps develop, um, you know, your uh, what do you call it? Like your personality, and helps you become your character. You know, a, yeah, you just. Build your character. Um, I think it's super healthy for kids. Mm-hmm. We tried the MMA thing, and uh, didn't go real real well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they might have been a little young. I don't know. So Tyler's autistic, and he takes things to a totally different level. Or Colton's like wanting to learn stuff, and. Then they come home and they're like trying these moves on each other. <laughs> and if Colton starts getting the upper hand just a little bit, well, Tyler will flip out and freaking like start stomping his face and like, oh like my try God. to literally kill him. <laughs> oh and I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> we got to try something different. That's funny. How so. about tennis? <laughs> yeah. Tennis is boring though. I used to love playing tennis though. Mm-hmm. I was actually pretty good. It's my a dad, workout. My dad, I guess, from what I understand, was a tennis instructor when he was in college. And you didn't play? Or you I did? never played. So we had a kid in um, high school that was like, he came from another, like, Europe or something. And he, like, his thing was playing tennis. Mm-hmm. So he came as the, you know, he was like a state. I don't know if he won states or, but he was definitely you know, one of the best in the state at tennis and just kind of goofing around. I remember playing with him one time and he was like, how often do you play? I'm like, oh, I haven't played in probably like three or four years. He's like, that's what? Like, <laughs> he's like, I had trouble beating you. I'm like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, you, you should get on the tennis team. I go, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> It's different. That was me with basketball because we had a basketball hoop growing up. My brother and I would go out and play all the time. And it was fun. Like, I had a blast doing it. And then in, like, I think it was eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, I I was on the basketball team at school, and I hated it. Oh, my gosh. It was so different. I just, I hated it. Yeah. I I played one year, and I was like, that's it. It's it's crazy because street ball and – um, like organized ball is so much different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love playing street ball. I'd go to the rack or in the and stuff, you know, and pick up games, and it was awesome. And I mean, playing um, organized balls, good. It it's got a lot of. Um, the problem I didn't like about it was you had all these different plays, and you had to memorize all these plays, and everybody had their little. Um, things that they were supposed to do. And um, if, you know, this guy didn't come set the pick properly, then I'm supposed to already be at this point Mm -hmm. on the court. And, you know, just if the play didn't work out, there was no way to improvise. Mm -hmm. Like the coach would always say, you know, we're running number two. Uh, You go down, you run number two. And if you're coming around and the ball gets tipped and goes somewhere else, well, now number two's fucked. (laughs) And you got to figure something else out. But the whole thing was like, oh, no, now you reset and we run another play. It's like, why don't you just give me the ball? Let me dribble around this guy and go go to the hoop with it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Just some of that stuff was I didn't really like. And we were constantly doing plays. And mm-hmm. every practice was practicing plays and this play and that play. Kind of got like, I don't know. It takes kind of the fun out of the the game of actually just playing. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But street ball is interesting because you get um, you get so many different levels of expertise, I would say. You, mm-hmm. know, or, you know, some guys just aren't good. Some guys are really good. And it's, it's funny watching someone that's not good, like the, the guy that's really good and how – aggravated they get with a guy that's not good <laughs> and they try everything they can to not give that guy the ball or keep him out of everything because he screws it all up you know 
That's fun. Um, so you graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Where are you at? Where are you going? I went to, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like, I literally had no clue. <clears throat> so I figured I might as well go to college and at least get a degree for something. Yeah. And at least start there. So we have a community college in our town. So I went there. and. So you did live in a big town. I mean, it, not. I you mean, have a college. It's. It was in between, like, three other small towns. <laughs> it's, like, in the middle for everybody. Um, well, it's community college. That's what that's yeah. for. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, so, yeah, I just got my associates and yeah. just to have a degree of some sort. But it was in the legal studies. And so I graduate college, and I sent my resume around to all, of the like, the attorney's offices and the surrounding towns or whatever. I couldn't find a job, like, anywhere. So I ended up in the medical field, and one thing led to another, and that's just kind of where I was for over 20 years. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. and So medical field doing what? Um, I was working for some orthopedic doctors um, doing and physical therapy groups, typing all their reports and making sure their charts were right and doing transcription. Data entry stuff. Yeah. Some data entry, but mostly just, like, listening. Because back then, they had, like, the little recorders, like, the little cassette tape things. They would record all their stuff every time they saw a patient. And then we had to listen, put the tapes in our little thing and, like, listen and type out what they were saying. So I did that for quite a while. And then... My wife did that. Yeah. Yeah, she had this company. Like, she was doing it from home. Mm -hmm. and She could type like a freaking wizard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She's a sorcerer with the... (laughs) I, I don't understand how she can do it. She can type faster than I can read. Yeah. She'll be typing. I'm trying to keep up with reading it. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a slow reader. I don't I know. I mean, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> very, very possible. Um, but, yeah, they had doctors from all over the place, and she would be, you know, some of them was fine, but some of them, she couldn't understand what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then they're talking, saying words and abbreviations and different things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's sitting there having to look look all this stuff mm-hmm. up, figure out how to the correct spelling of some medication or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you do that. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you're having kids at um, some point, right? At some point, yeah. So you I were, had, were you, did you? <clears throat> I was in Illinois when I had Connor, my oldest. Okay, and then, like, the whole family, everybody moved down? No, just Connor and me. Okay. In 2001, he was three. And I had actually, I was looking for jobs. I was just, I wanted to get out of of my hometown. I mean, it was so tiny and I was just tired of, there are a lot of things I love about like a small town and growing up there, but it was just time to go. Like I just needed a change. So I was sending my resume to like every major city, you know, I could think of, I'd want to go like Boston, Dallas, Houston, Orlando, Tampa. I mean, and several other states. And um, I ended up getting a job in Orlando as a supervisor for a pathology lab in their transcription department. So I brought my son down here, and that's what actually got me down here. Um, I was in Orlando for about a year and a half, and then they opened a position down in Largo. So they transferred me over there because I was working third shift. That sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was bad. Nobody wants to be third string or third shift, whatever you want to call it. So I moved over to Largo, well, Oldsmar. I was working in Largo probably about six months, and then they restructured the company and brought some new people in and eliminated the position. Yeah, and at that time, I was third working. Third string, you're on the chopping block. Well, no, I was, I, I was over <laughs> here. I took this position because it was first shift. It was like normal hours. And I was like, okay, cool. I can finally be home with my son at night, you know, because I had some family helping me out at night and whatnot. Like, I want to be home with my kid. And uh, so then I ended up getting a job working back from home again and that's what I did until wow until about six years ago and then I went back to school to get a degree in occupational therapy and did that for a couple years and ended up getting injured on the job I was out of work for about a year and once I got oh my rotator cuff like snapped like a rubber band and it like snapped so hard it like flipped back off the bone <laughs> so i ended up my okay. shoulder redone <laughs> that's not normal i mean not typically i don't recommend it 
Yeah, it sounds. Yeah. The recovery doesn't, doesn't pretty sound much like sucked. That's what you're supposed to do. No, I'm pretty sure not. Okay. But I caught my patient. He was safe. There you go. So. <laughs> well, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, right? Yeah, you take one for the team. I did. Totally did. Yeah. Yep. Well, and now I'm you. in real estate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find a job anywhere, like, trying to go back. Well, real estate will hire you. Anyone uh, will hire you. Right? Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know of any, um, <laughs> I don't know of any agencies that don't take, like, if an agent says, hey, I'll come work at your brokerage, pretty much everyone's going to say, okay, come on. Mm-hmm. So, but making money in real estate, that's a whole different story. That is a very different story. Yeah. It's not as easy as everybody thinks. No. I'll get my real estate license. I'll work like maybe 20 hours a week or something, make my own schedule, do what I want to do when I want to do it and make hundreds of thousands a year. Mm -hmm. That's what pretty much everybody in my real estate class was saying. I was like, um, yeah, it works. And how many of them are actually still agents today? I have no idea. I don't even know who those people were. I was in some, <laughs> I mean, I was in like Tampa. I've never seen any of them again. Um, but if they're doing the 20 hour a week thing, I guarantee you they're working at their other job and mm -hmm. doing this on the side. There's no way you're making it doing that. Yeah. When I first started, I was doing, well, I had two jobs. So I had my survey company that I had, I was running that. Plus, doing real estate, so it was a, uh, yeah, it was a, I left, I got my real estate license because when I was, had my survey company, I was doing 80, 90 hours a week, up wow. all night. That's horrible. Up first thing in the morning. Um, like, I would, I would usually leave my office around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning I'd be back in the office by about 5.30 every day. That's insane. Yeah. It was, uh, my wife thought I was going to die. I see, like, and you're you still married. have to do something. Yeah. Because this pace, what you're doing, mm -hmm. you're not going to live. So, and then, you know, I kind of kept that same pace when I got into real estate. So I was, you know, up all night anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm used to going full speed all the time so mm -hmm. just keep going i can't do that yeah. i like my sleep, my sleep i can't function okay <laughs> i'm like not one of those people i mean i know i've got several friends who they're good four hours of sleep and they are yeah. good to go i'm just like i can do probably uh, three or four hours and i'll be okay um six or seven is like that's a lot for me yeah I usually go to bed around midnight, 1 o'clock, and I'm up 6 o'clock. And if I sleep in, it's like, if the sun's up, I'm up. Mm -hmm. I can't. Once that sun's up, I'm I'm up. I don't care how hungover I am <laughs> or what I did the <laughs> night before. <laughs> At that point, you might as well just stay uh, up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've done that, too. Back in my high school days, mm -hmm. I mean, it was all-nighters. We'd sit around the fire until the sun came up, and we're like, and I'm looking at it going, oh, crap, sun's up. That means it's early. And this is before we had, like, cell phones with mm -hmm. our, um, you know, you could see the time anytime. So I'm like, I had to go find my pager and look <laughs> at it. <laughs> oh, crap, it's 7.30 in the morning. I got to be at work at 8 o'clock at Publix, mm -hmm. pushing carts and uh, stocking shelves. Gosh. <laughs> I've got so many crazy stories. We'll get into that. Taking down power the naps road. in the bathroom. <laughs> oh no, I had a spot under the stairs. <laughs> um, there was like an upstairs, and you go in the back room, there was an upstairs like a uh, uh, management room, and there was stairs that went up there. But if you go around the side of the stairs, you can get like back behind them, and you, nothing's under there. Nobody paid any attention. I'd grab a couple of, uh, like, paper towel rolls for pillows. Go <laughs> late. <laughs> I'd go sleep back there. I'd have my buddies all watching out for me. We all looked out for each other. We had, like, a, a nice tight group of guys that were like, all right, we need to get everything done. We need to look like rock stars at our job, but not really do much. <laughs> 
so we we would have like um like there were people on the front that were new you know they were out there bagging groceries and they would do anything to get away from doing that mm-hmm. so i'm like all right listen i'll tell you what i'll let you do at one o'clock i'll let you you can go back and you can fill all the water section fill all the waters up i'll let you do that and then i have another guy like hey at um at noon i'll let you fill the milk all the milk and eggs i'll let you do all that <laughs> then i have another one <laughs> all right you can do specials like anything that's on sale go around which is so at this point, like I've got somebody filling all my spots for everything <laughs> I had to do for the entire day. <laughs> so I really didn't have a whole lot to do. Um, so I just kind of did what I wanted. Oh my gosh, that was fun. That's so hilarious. Did, yeah. Oh man, there were so many, so many things. Uh, what kind of interesting jobs did you have like that? I can't. You didn't always work at like professional <laughs> places and stuff. What did you do as a kid? Like, what was your first job? I started volunteering when I was about 10 or 11. Volunteering is not a job. And I'm just saying, though, like, (laughs) my work ethic started, like, when I was little. Um, But my first, like, paying job, I was 13 or 14. 13. I was 13. A little bit of a child labor issue, but we're good. You know, I I got, it was only a dollar an hour, but I worked at, like, this daycare center just helping, like, prepare lunches and stuff like that. But then there was a restaurant in town that you could start working at when you were 14. And it was just all girls. They only hired girls. Hooters. And <laughs> no, oh. no, it wasn't that one. Oh. I don't know if they had Hooters back then. Yeah, they did. Because I used to go to the Hooters here when I was like. Really? When I was like six years old. But yeah. I mean, I'm from like, you know, Midwest cornfield town. Yeah. So they probably. Hooters started here. So. Yeah. It took a while for them to catch up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was a restaurant in town that all the you know girls wanted to work at, whatever. And I started when I was fourteen. So it was like a normal restaurant. What kind of restaurant? Yeah, it was, was like this? a deli restaurant. Oh, a deli thing. Yeah, it was like sandwiches, stuffed potatoes, like that kind of stuff. Like we all worked behind the counter, and people would come up and like were the. It's probably kind of similar to, um, like maybe Jason's Deli. Something like that. Or, like, you order your stuff here and kind of go down the line and pick stuff you want along the way and then pay for it, you know, at the other end and then go sit yeah. down and get your food. So, no okay. shenanigans there? You guys didn't do any wild stuff? Because I know in our deli, our deli at Publix was all freaking, <laughs> it was insane. Those girls in the deli were the craziest, nastiest people you ever want to meet. Not, I'm saying nasty, like they're dirty, like they want to. I'm not a good nasty. They want to do crazy stuff, <laughs> like they bribed me with money to dance naked in the deli before. Oh, yeah, they're like. How much did you make? Um, I was forbidden. <laughs> My manager was like, "Absolutely not." If I find out it happens, then you're done. I was like, "Okay." They're offering me two hundred dollars, and at that time, I mean, shit. I <laughs> even if I had a. Our Sunday pay, which was an extra dollar an hour, and I did that the entire week. I still wouldn't make anywhere close to that. I was making like 60, 80 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. So 200 bucks was like pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I, at that time, I really didn't care. I would have probably done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nothing. I can't say there was anything crazy like that. Nothing. No. So like closing time, you guys aren't all like goofing off and like. No, we just want to get out of there. Did you ever have, um, well, it's a deli, so probably not. So we used to take the um, the lobsters out of the tank, and we'd put them. We had the terrazzo floors with the little squares, and we'd put them. <laughs> and we had like a <laughs> we had like a a four square area. So we would put our money on which one was gonna crawl <laughs> the four squares first. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we would race race lobsters. <laughs> You guys didn't do anything like that? <laughs> we didn't have anything like that. Mm. We didn't have any, like, live, you know. No rodents. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds way more fun. <laughs> I mean, we had a blast. It was fun. Oh, my gosh. So what did you do for fun? What was the most, like, looking back on your childhood, what was, like, the most fun stuff you did? 
I mean, I'm probably not the right person to ask because, okay, my parents, like, were super strict. Like, I, I okay. was raised in a very, very strict home, so I wasn't the one out. Like, everybody else was, like, out going to parties or doing, like, all these crazy things and having all these great stories. I was the one that was, like... I'm going to go to work and go home and my curfew's 10 p.m. And like, I just, you know, if I tried to, you know, do anything outside of what I knew the rules were, I would always get caught. And I mean, it could be something as simple as like, hey, I'm going to go meet my friends, you know, at McDonald's and we're just going to hang out, whatever. And I remember one time my dad showing up and there, there were a couple guys with us and I got grounded. Because I said I was going to meet the girls, and there were some guys there. So I mean, even stuff like that, like it was just really, really strict. So I didn't, mm. I didn't really test those waters. Like that explains too much. a lot for how you are now. I know, right? I got a lot of making up to do. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see yeah. out there at Liquid Pour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what do you do for fun now? Oh my goodness! Now um, that you're free. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here talking parents. to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your dad might be coming up the stairs. I'm, I keep watching, make sure he's not coming. <laughs> what are you guys doing up here? Oh my goodness! Um, I just love hanging out with my friends. You know, any chance I get to spend with my kids, you know, obviously that is my priority. And you yeah. know, I just I have a blast with them. But well, you have shared custody, so you don't always. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a um, a thing where you got to balance that mm-hmm. you know make and, the most of my time whenever right, he's home yeah. it's like totally make the most of yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. i've got some friends that have issues with custody battles and all this stuff and that's a nightmare i can't even imagine um like i just me the way i am right now handing my kids over to somebody else for a week or however the length mm-hmm. of time is that doesn't sit good with me i don't know if i can handle it's it it's hard it's got to be hard it's hard Sure. I mean, and it doesn't, and I'm not saying it's hard because of who you're handing them off to. It's hard just in the sense that, like, for me, like, I'm a mom, you know, and it's like, I'm a mom, and then I feel like I can't be a mom because he's not here. Right. You know, and so it's just weird. decisions during that time Mm -hmm. that are going to need to be made, and Mm -hmm. you're not the one that's, like, has any control over that. Yeah. That's tight. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So it just makes that time with him like even more special yeah, so because I guess you appreciate it. So, oh yeah. 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 I could see that. Mm. But it's fun. So, let's get back to what you do for fun now. What do I do for fun now? Um wow, I just love spending time with my friends. Like doing what do you guys do? anything, everything. Um Anything, everything. So you guys like go to the pool, go boating, go, you know, do trivia. You did go fishing. I saw you went fishing. You had some like, didn't you? Where'd you go? What'd you? What kind of fish did you catch? We were out in the Gulf. Right, I know that we're on the Gulf. Where on the? I don't have the coordinates, Steve. Well, that would be really (laughs) helpful because I need to go catch fish too. (laughs) They were um, red snappers. Okay, so you're out deep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I know where you were. You were probably in about 60 to 100 foot. Somewhere oh, I have no range. idea. I just got on the boat like, hey, you want to go on the boat? Yeah, let's yeah. go on the boat and go fishing. I just get on the boat and go. They well, are the people ones people will that... tell me like, oh, I went fishing. I'm like, oh, okay, well, where'd you go? I don't know. How deep were you? I have no idea. I'm like, okay, well, what'd you catch? I caught a redfish. Okay, well, then you're inshore. You're mm-hmm. like in less than 10 feet of water, mm-hmm. most likely. Or they go... I caught a, I don't know, a speckled lime or something, or like a strawberry grouper. I'm like, okay, well, you're out in like 120 foot or something, you know. Like when we would go, it would take about two or three hours to get out yeah. to wherever it was we were. Yeah, so you're in probably like 100 foot fishing for the big stuff. That's where I like to be. Yeah. Because it's there's action. There's You mm-hmm. can put meat in a cooler. Yeah, it was come fun. Home with, you come home with some meat. That's yeah. what it's all about. Except for the freaking game wardens right now, shutting everything down. They restrict everything we do. Well, they drive us nuts. I'm us surprised you haven't figured out a way people. to get around that. Well, you get a commercial license and you can rape and pillage the ocean. 
But if you're a commercial or you're a recreational guy, eh, sorry about your luck. We're closing the season because there's, you know, too many pounds of this ter- type of fish were taken out of the ocean. Mm. And the recreational guys don't report how much fish they've taken out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Commercial guys do. So the only way we know that there's too many fish getting taken out of the ocean is because the commercial guys are doing it. Have you seen the documentary on that? No. Which one? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't remember the name of it. Um, couldn't tell you. But it was about, like, the fish population and, you know, the marine life and all yeah. that. And it was crazy, like, to yeah. see how much they're actually, like, taking out and how it affects everything. The, the commercial guys, they, they take... 90% of the fish that come out of the ocean. And us recreational people, they're just going out for the weekend to have a good time. We don't take hardly anything, mm-hmm. but we get restricted. Their size limits are different. Their bag limits are different. Like, they get to keep all kinds of stuff. We get we go out there, and it's like, oh, well, you can keep Red Snapper um, during this month. You know, you have a four-week window where you can keep red snapper. You're only allowed to keep two per person. Mm-hmm. They have to be this size. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy's over here keeping a 1,000 of them. Mm-hmm. The size limit's lower. And there was, so we saw um, a commercial, uh, I guess they were shrimpers, but they were out in like 130 foot or so. And this shrimp boat was pulling their nets in the morning, and there were dead snapper, thousands and thousands. As far as you can see, the boat was about probably four or five miles away from us when we started to f- see the the bycatch. So mm-hmm. at the end of the n- next morning, they'll take their nets, and they'll take all the stuff that's in their nets, and they'll be like, here's all the shrimp, and here's all the fish that we caught and killed. Dump them all overboard, and there's just... As far as you could see, thousands. And there are little red snappers. There are little baby groupers. There are little all kinds of stuff. Why are there so many dead ones? Because they scoop them up in their net to get the shrimp. And they're going through the grass. Oh. And they scoop up all the whatever's there, whatever's mm-hmm. in front of the net. They scoop it up. And they they keep the shrimp and throw the rest of the stuff away. And they killed. So we were pissed because we stayed out there all night long. There was four of us on the boat. And we could only keep eight red snapper. And there were thousands and thousands and thousands of dead red snappers floating on the surface wow. because, you know, they didn't, it wasn't part of what they were catching. And somehow we're the problem. You are the problem. Well, I could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I've been known to be a problem before. I mean... Dancing naked in public, racing live. I never danced. Um. <laughs> you can't even finish that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not dance for the deli naked <laughs> for money. <laughs> I can say that with a straight face and honest. It took you a minute. <laughs> I had to think. There were some nights. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I had underwear on that time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make you spit your drink out. You are. I hope these microphones are, like, waterproof. waterproof. <laughs> so, um, so now you're in real estate. How are you liking it? I love it. Yeah? I mean, you're going to have stress. No matter what job you have. Every job has stress. So it's just, at least I enjoy what I do. So it makes the stress manageable. Yeah. And, I mean, working at CMP, it's like, everybody's like family. And, I mean, as far as mentorship and education and leadership and everything, it just can't be beat. And I'm just really grateful for everybody here. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even you. Even me. Yeah, you know. Who do you like better, me or Mike? Mm, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I I love like our 
vision is the family aspect of everything and to where you can come to me, Mike, whoever, like we all try to help each other out. I don't know how many times I've had, I'm like, Hey, I need somebody to show this house. Um, I got to take the kids this mm-hmm. doctor's appointment or the school just called and Colton just threw up all over the place. I got to go pick them up and I'm supposed to be at this thing. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time I can call three or four people. And at some point one of them is going to be like, I'll go do it. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yep. And helping out with issues, contract stuff, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, just being able to know that there's somebody you're going to be able to call mm-hmm. that's going to help you get through it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're sitting there scrambled going, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, just to have that, um, you know, that, that lifeline Mm-hmm. And some of the trainings that I've been to at the board, you know, you obviously meet other agents and to hear them say, like, I don't even know who my broker is. I don't yeah. think I've even I don't even think I've met my broker or they feel like they're out here somewhere by themselves on their own trying to do this real estate thing. And they have like no guidance and no support. And it's just like, I don't know how you're doing it. Like, I don't know how yeah. you're going to make it. Yeah. Most big companies are that way. I mean, were you at a was this your first? Real estate company? Mm-hmm. Man, straight out of the box. Yeah. Well, because it was kind of funny because I ran into Mike at church, and we've known each other for years. And he was just, you know, let me know, fill me in on everything that was going on. And uh, I'm joking with him, like, oh, it sounds like you need an assistant. Well, at the time, I didn't have a job, and I was looking for a job. So I was kind of joking, but kind of like, hey, <laughs> I need a job. And yeah. he's like, you know what? He goes, that I've been praying about that, and – I really do need some help. Why don't you come in? We'll see what you can do. And that's really how it started. So after being here for probably, I don't know, six months or so, we started talking about me getting my license because where the market was and everything at that time, like, you know, this would be a really good time, you know, for me to do this and get in when things aren't like super crazy. And I'm kind of learning it from the inside out. So I'm like, that's kind of, that sounds like a great idea. But that's pretty much where that came from because- Real estate was never on my radar. Like, everything I did was in the medical field. Like, my mom was in the medical field. My dad was in the medical field. My aunt, my grand, like, that was just kind of, like, where everything was. So, that's just, that's where I was comfortable. That's what I loved. And so, this was just, like, completely different. But I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like McDonald's. (laughs) 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 Well, As long as you're having fun and you're making money, making a living, mm-hmm. and you're liking what you're doing, you can't beat that. Yeah. I mean, how many people can say that they enjoy what they do, that they like what they do, let alone that they love what they do? But how many people get up every day like, oh, my gosh, I got to go to work. I hate my job. I mean, most people. Most people do that. So, yeah, to be able to get up and not dread what I need to do that day, that's yeah. a win. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your, like, aspirations and goals? That's a huge question. I know. What was I thinking? I don't know. <laughs> pass. <laughs> okay. Um, we should get a pass button up here. We should. We get to pass yeah. on one question. I get a question, you're like, eh, not that, that one. That requires a lot so, of thinking. So, uh, at what age did you lose your virginity? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. Oh, I haven't really thought about that. No. Um, cause I really, I, I'm the type of person that, I mean, there are some things that I plan for, but at the same time, I just kind of take each day as it comes. Yeah. And I don't have like a vision board. I don't have like in five, five year plan, years, I want to be year. here. This. Yeah. I just, you're not going to want to be like, uh, take on like, you know, sand peak South. Your region, region, district, regional manager for the the whole south of Florida or something. Um, is that a thing? It could be. It could be a thing. Yeah, we're gonna make it a five year plan. We'll make it happen. Let's do it. I mean, I'm not gonna say no because okay. I'll just go wherever I'm supposed to go and right, do what we'll I'm supposed to, Mike. to do. We'll talk to Mike. We'll meet later, and we'll start uh, getting you some territories and stuff. And gonna ship me down to South Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, except for the keys, that's gonna be my territory. <laughs> All right, you got that. You got Miami North. 
oof. <laughs> but just think of how much money's in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's a different level. I was watching the, what was it? I think it was the million dollar listings in LA the other day. Mm-hmm. That was you want to go to LA? No. Start a, no. we can do an LA Sandpeak. No. No? No. My family's here. I don't want to leave my family. Oh, okay. I got everybody here. Well, I mean, or you just, you know, sell houses and just be, have fun. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to take it too serious. You just make it up to be happy. I mean, really, that's the goal is to be happy. That's I mean. It's going to make you happy. I want to be comfortable, happy, successful, and success. being successful is different to everybody. Right. So to some people that might be making X amount of dollars every year. For mm-hmm. others, it might be, I want to be comfortable and have enough left over to take care of my kids, take a vacation. You know, right, and that's just kind of stress about things. Yeah, I think being happy is having enough money to to live comfortably. And there's a point where you make too much money, and it becomes too complicated, mm-hmm. and life's not happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, people will look at you quote successful, mm-hmm. but is that success? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think uh, as long as you're happy, you're mm-hmm. successful. You got family taken care of, bills are paid, and yeah. happiness. Yeah, happiness is successful to me. Peace, like aspirations and goals. If I had any, if I was going to answer that in any way, shape, or form, honestly, it would just be like peace, just peace in my life, and you know, just being where I know I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Well, we love that you're here at Sand Peak. See, you don't want to ship me down to South Florida. Y'all miss me. <laughs> That's true. All right, we'll let you stay. Okay. Because we're going to ship you out um, next week. But um, That's kind of short I notice, guess, but I mean. I know, we're, things are moving. We're, uh, you know. As long as you line me up a place to stay and you got it all set. All I'll right. see you. We'll go down south. Mm. Yeah, I got to go down south. Mm. And we don't have anything lined up for you anyway. Oh. I was just kidding. No, because then I'd have to learn like another language and become bilingual, which I think would be super cool. But I just really honestly can't add one more thing on my plate right now. (laughs) No, not one more thing. Okay, what you got? We did the podcast. Oh, well, that was part of my day, though. Oh, okay. All right, I'll let you slide. We'll find some more things. To put on my plate? Yeah, we got to fill it up. If it's not overflowing, then you're not, uh, you know, you're not maximizing your potential. Baby steps. <laughs> Let me get one thing down. Okay. Because I'm right. not just doing the real estate thing, like handling transactions and learning that whole side and like taking on that responsibility. You know, it's. So how do you like the transaction side of stuff? I think it's pivotal. For the company, honestly, and, you know, changes that have been implemented, I think, are have made a huge difference. Well, compliance-wise, yeah. it's yeah. it's a must. Um, I feel like it's like pulling teeth with some people because they have, like, their set ways of mm-hmm. doing things, and um, you tell them, hey, mm-hmm. you need to do this, you need to do that, and they're like, and it was, I felt like that was kind of the struggle for a while, but now that we're doing weekly communication and phone calls and having that personal interaction one-on-one, it's making a huge difference. Yeah. Like it really is. Yeah. Do people like giving you the call? You know what? I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. You know, it, it's for some of them who have multiple transactions and they're just like, oh my gosh, you know, when I sit there and right. go through each and every one of them. But the ones that don't. I feel like it's like they're just like oh I don't have anything going on right I now. I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I'm busy watching Netflix and. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they don't answer, I just shoot them a text or leave them a message like, "Hey, you can text me back." You know, it's it doesn't have to be. I would like that phone call, you know, to have that personal touch. But right, I mean, if they want to text, and some of them are like, "I don't really have anything going on right now. I'll let you know when I do. Yeah. I'll still check in with them, but I'm not like." calling them like every single week at the same time right you know i know we're supposed to be tuesdays at 10 but then like sometimes you're like it's monday Mm -hmm. and you're like hey 
let's just do our thing now. And I'm like, because you're in the office, like five feet away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess that does make more sense. I mean, I have a time for everybody, but if you're in the office, I'm just going to like snag you while you're in here. Get it out of the way. That's right. Yeah. Get on with it. That's the easiest way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah. That's our whole motto. Real estate, real simple. Oh, that one. Yes. Keep, I thought we were going with the KISS motto, the keep it simple, stupid. No. Well, we kind of like dummied that down to real estate, real simple. So. It might be offensive if it was, if it was the other way. Yeah, I mean, all the kissing and like the Me Too <laughs> movement and all the stuff that's going on. I mean. Oh, I was talking about the word stupid in there, but I mean. <laughs> oh, yes. There's that too. Yeah, yeah. Of course you would go there. <laughs> course i would that's how i do it mm-hmm. all right well um i say we wrap this up we've been going almost an hour nice see this is fun yeah pretty laid back easy to easy right mm-hmm. i didn't ask you any crazy questions next time though next time <laughs> yeah we're gonna get into some juicy this stuff this is just the icebreaker the next yeah. one yeah <laughs> we're gonna get into your um i don't know your only fans page and does everybody know about that? <laughs> Do you have an OnlyFans page? Only <laughs> You'll find Your out on Craigslist. the next episode. <laughs> or what is that? What is that? There's another one. What is that one? There's another. Oh, damn it. I can't think of it. Oh, back page. Have you heard of that? No. That's like the Craigslist for like hookers and stuff. That might be shut down now. I don't even know. But. Like OnlyFans is like I I'm, guess it's more like a interactual thing online, where like the back page was like like the Craigslist ads. Oh, but, gotcha. But it's like it's prostitution. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. But it might be shut down now. I don't even know. I haven't. I've been out of those. I, I haven't looked into that in a long time. Was that like in the MySpace era? <laughs> I didn't have been before. That was before space. Before space. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let everyone know how they can get a hold of you or how they can um, reach out to you if they want to buy or sell a house. If, um, you know, I guess that's really the only reason they need to get a hold of you. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, unless they just want to chat. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for a good chat. But um, Instagram. Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Facebook is just under Stephanie White. Instagram is SCE2014. Um, Twitter. It's. I don't remember my Twitter name, but yeah, I'm on there. Oh. LinkedIn, Stephanie White. Apparently, uh, you check your Twitter a lot. I mean. You don't know your name on Twitter. I but don't know my name on Twitter. <laughs> don't bother contacting her on Twitter or tagging her on Twitter. Not gonna know. Well, I'll get those notifications. Well, yeah, I'm just not the type. Like, I'm not in my phone, like in my social media, like twelve yeah. hours a day. I'll check notifications. Like, I'll hop on there and check notifications, but I'm not like scrolling and going yeah. to like everybody's page and whatnot. And I don't have notifications turned on. But when I go in there, I'll see the notifications because you turn notifications on your social media, your phone would literally blow up all day long. Yeah, like nonstop. I'm not a big fan of the social media stuff, but. We got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate it, hate it, but I don't like it either. I feel like it's a, it's a necessary evil for our business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. got to roll with the punches and do it. I mean, honestly, when I first started, I was on the verge of deleting my social media accounts. And the only reason I still had at least the Facebook one is because, well, through the school system, that's like the only way you ever know if anything's going on is because they post things to, you know, the school pages or whatnot. And then we went through that training shortly after I got here about how social media is like where you should have your presence and make yourself known and marketing and this and that. So it definitely helps. And I got them all. Definitely helps. The people that are real big on the social media, they do well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I'm out there. All right. Well, good times. What's on the horizon for you? Mm, just trying to. Any 
cool stuff coming just, up? No. I No plans for nothing? No. Would you, over the summer, did you do anything cool? Yes. We went bioluminescent kayaking in Titusville in, like, the uh, middle of the cool. night. It was super cool. Was that phosphorus or whatever in the water that makes it, like, uh, illuminate? It, like, it glows. Like, you, as soon as the oars, like, hit the water and stirs it, anytime the water yeah. is, like, stirred up, it just, like, Stir. glows. Like, this. So behind our motors, water. like, in the keys, it does it, too, mm-hmm. at some certain times. But the prop yeah. wash is, like, glowing. It's really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And I got to hold, like, a jellyfish. Like, a bio- it, it was glowing. Like, the actual jellyfish was glowing. And it wasn't the type to, like, sting you or whatever. But you right. could actually get, like, some of the creatures, like, in your hand. It was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But nothing planned for... I got... Well, I'm supposed to be headed to Blue Ridge in October. There you go. That's cool. Blue Ridge so, Mountains. Yeah. That's a fun time. Yeah. Are you hiking? I mean, if my boot's off by then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you got your foot boot. <laughs> yes. What is wrong with your foot? I I don't know. My Achilles is all messed up. Uh, Did eight miles in Starkey, like in all the sand and everything on the trails, and I guess that wasn't a great idea. <laughs> So. Take it easy on the Blue Ridge. Maybe do the uh, the sky lift. <laughs> so we went to, so the girls and I do an annual trip. We went to Gatlinburg last year in November. And the lift that takes you up to Anakista, like just recently, some girl actually fell off that lift that we were on. Probably didn't like, follow the safety instructions. It Obviously, just, it had to happen. Just crazy. There's no way you just fall off. No. Yeah. No, something happened. Like, something crazy happened. But it was just the fact that, oh, my gosh, we were on that lift, and this girl, like, fell off of that one we were on. So. She probably didn't, didn't put her seatbelt on or didn't, or she was mm-hmm. wasted mm-hmm. doing, doing, you know, body yeah. shots off of somebody and just, like, went right off. There is a lot of moonshine in Gatlinburg. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and wineries. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Here comes the police. <laughs> They're coming after us. I guess us. that's time. I, mean, I guess we better wrap <laughs> that's this our up. Sign. That's our sign. We need to get out of here. All right. See everybody later. Ah, cheesy exit music.